and welcome to episode number 169 of the Savvy Social Podcast. You can also find all of our links in the podcast show notes. That's onlinedrea.com slash 169 and you'll get all of the goodness there. But I'm super excited because today I'm talking to Rebecca Simon, who has just exploded on TikTok. So we're going to talk about how she did all of that. But for those of you who don't know Rebecca or Becca, um, Becca is a virtual service provider coach. She's the founder of the Success Society, which is a corporation that has helped hundreds of women build, launch, and scale their online service-based business. She leads and teaches virtual assistants, also called VAs, or online business managers, also called OBMs. She does this through one-on-one and group coaching programs. And today we're diving specifically into TikTok. So with that, Becca, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so excited to dig into all things TikTok, but I want to start with your history because I know that you teach virtual assistants and online business managers. Were you yourself a virtual assistant? Like, how did you get into this world? Yeah, so I actually come from a corporate background. I was in um, HR and I was climbing the ladder, the HR ladder. I loved HR. I still actually love HR. But it's funny because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but being in HR, I always had this preconceived notion that as someone that's in HR, you're always going to be there for the business, or you're going to be working to protect a business. You can't really start your own business. That's not really how it works in that industry. But I always had this dream of wanting to be a business owner and being my own boss and, you know, having that control and that freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. I fell upon the world of virtual assisting, actually. So at first, it was just like a part-time side hustle type of thing for me. I always joke around because I was doing a ton of babysitting. (laughs) And there gets to be a point in your life where you don't want to watch other people's kids anymore. And I was looking for other ways to make money online. And I fell upon the world of virtual assisting. And as I started working with clients, I fell in love with what being an entrepreneur is and being a business owner and what that opportunity could look like for me. So I started working as a VA while I was in my corporate job. And then I learned about an OBM role and learned like, I had all the experience from my corporate job and from previous jobs that I had that I could take and use as leverage in my online business to accelerate my VA and OBM role. So as I got more and more involved in my online business and I fell more and more in love with it and my passion quickly turned into focusing on my online business and not so much my corporate nine to five. And then I knew I was like this light bulb moment where I was like, okay, I am not meant to be in that nine to five world. I can be an OBM, a VA. I can still take everything that I've learned in my career and have that dream job of being a business owner with the skills that I already have from my nine to five. Yes. And I love that you were able to translate that into building your own business. Because I do think oftentimes, some of us sometimes approach this work as if we've got to learn something new, but you found a way to lean into those skills you already have, which is amazing. So let's talk about social media. I'm assuming when you first started, were you doing some of the same things you're doing now on TikTok or what was your social media plan like back in the day? 
So I think when I started my TikTok, there was no in business intention behind it. There was no like, oh, I'm going to monetize it or I'm going to make it a part of my business plan strategy. TikTok was more of like an outlet for me at the time with COVID going on. I wasn't even doing any sort of coaching. I wasn't, it was just more of a way, like a fun platform for me to express myself because I personally still to this day, I'm not the biggest fan of Instagram and I never was. And, you know, I know it's so important for businesses to be on social media and to have that content strategy, but Instagram had never been my favorite tool to use, but I was attracted to TikTok. And at first it was just a way for me to connect with other VAs connect with other OBMs because it's lonely being a, being a business owner. And, you know, it's definitely hard if you're, I was um, newer to the online space, didn't really have much of a community, didn't really have many friends that were doing the same thing as me. So the intention wasn't at first to grow it and to monetize it. The intention was just to use it as a way to connect with other business owners, to connect with other OBMs and VAs and use it as a way, a release. You know, when I first started using it, COVID was like just the tipping point of the lockdowns. <laughs> and we all needed a little bit, you know, a way to escape. And um, TikTok was definitely that for me. And then it just ended up growing from there. Yes, honestly, same. I was like so against it at first because I didn't want to learn another tool. I thought it would just be a fad. And then the pandemic hit, lockdown started happening. And I distinctly remember logging into TikTok for the first time and going, oh, this is like something started playing right away. I was like, oh, I'm too old for this. Shut it down. <laughs> but then once it started picking up steam, I was like, well, I need to learn this for my job. And then suddenly I'm like spending three hours scrolling <laughs> on a weekend, like laughing my ass off because the algorithm learned me. It learned me, yeah. which I love. And I have a few episodes for those of you listening. Go back, I think three or four episodes episodes, I talk about my fascination with the TikTok algorithm, which is just amazing. But I want to talk more about like the business side of things. So you, you said you started using this for fun. Talk to me about maybe that moment in time where you realized, oh, there's an opportunity here to like beyond just connecting, but like educating and turning some of these connections into potential clients and customers. Yeah. So I look back and remember when I fell upon the world of virtual assisting, I became obsessed. I was Googling. I was trying to figure it out. It's like this can of worms was opened up for me. And when I started posting about my journey and how I was making money online, I think it opened up a lot of eyes. <laughs> it opened up a lot of eyes to what could be possible especially during the pandemic, there was a lot of people that were unhappy at their nine to fives. And I think a ton of people would relate to me or they would be inspired and they would say, oh my gosh, like how is she able to take the skills that she already has and make money online and create it into a business? So once I started posting content about my job and what I was doing every single day and that relatable content that was showed both the good sides and the bad sides of being a business owner and working online. I got a lot of traction and a lot of people were like, wait a minute, like what had that same light bulb moment as me? And was like, what do you mean you can make money online? Like you can be a virtual assistant. What even is a virtual assistant? 
And from there, I think it's the same thing that I went through. I was like, what is this world? And opened up a can of worms from there. So from there, I was able to grow a community of people that wanted to take the skills that they already had and use them and either, you know, make it a full-time career or even just extra money and make it a side hustle type of thing. And being able to grow my content and inspire others has in turn let me grow a community and also be that person that usually, I, I mean, at least for me, I can think of that one person who inspired me to go for my dreams and to um, go for being a business owner and just to do it and to follow your dreams and be that person of inspiration. And through learning my audience and getting to know my community, I became that point of inspiration and then also education for them, um, especially because there's just so much information out there. It can be overwhelming. As I was using my platform to start educating others and growing that community, I was able to slowly list, well, slowly monetize it from there, but actually listen to my ideal audience and listen to what people were telling me and use that to not only monetize it in the future, but actually create content that people wanted to see. Yay. Okay. I want to dive into content because yeah. I think that's the biggest question that we get like about TikTok is as a business owner specifically, even service-based business, it's like we don't have products to show off. How do we show up in a way that's still promoting our business, but is not maybe doing all the dances or changing your outfits by snapping your fingers? Like, well, how do we approach creating content on this new platform? What are some of the things you've seen work really well for you? So the first thing I will say is you always have to show up. I know we hear this a lot, but I'm just going to reiterate it. You have to show up and be your true authentic self. What works for me on TikTok might not work for you on TikTok. Everyone builds their own audience, their own community. But one thing that has worked really well for me <laughs> is when you're creating content on TikTok, what I will do is I will sit on TikTok and close my eyes and listen to sounds. And I will think about content as I'm listening to the sounds. I'll think, oh, okay, how can I relate this to what I'm currently doing? How can I relate this to my ideal client or what they might want to see or a past experience that I've had? But I will sit there with my eyes shut and I will scroll on TikTok and just listen to the sounds and see how I can implement that into my own content. And that's something that has worked really well for me because TikTok is so overwhelming. At first, when you're first starting out, it can be really overwhelming. There's so many trends. You feel like you have to dance. You feel like you have to do what everyone else is doing. But that's so not the case. Uh, it's really taking everything that you already have and all of the knowledge you already have and making it your own and making it something that your audience can connect to. So that's like my number one tip that I will share with all of you listeners is sit there, close your eyes, just scroll through videos, listen to sounds and see what you come up with. Because I do that when I'm stuck in this content. Um, you know, when you get into those times where you content blocks yes. and it always helps me move through that. Okay. So do you follow the trends specifically or do you create something that's different from the trends? How do you balance out what's trending versus creating that type of content that is going to speak you know, directly to your audience? 
I do trending TikToks and make them into my own, but only if I feel like it aligns to me, if it speaks to me, if if I feel like, oh, this would be like, I can totally relate this and put this into my own experience and into my own niche, then, and, and usually those ideas I can pop, they'll pop into my head. Like, I know what I'm going to do with that sound. I know I can make it my own. But if I have to sit there and there's a trend going around and I have to sit there and think like, oh my gosh, how am I going to apply this to myself and my niche? Then I don't do the trend only if it comes natural to me or if it's something I immediately have a connection to. Mm, Okay. So do you have like a video that's a favorite for you? Like a content piece that you've made that's like a proud moment? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have a few. I have some like that I just absolutely love. Like there's one that sticks out to me where, um, do you know the song? It's like, she's a bad girl. I'm like singing. <laughs> she's a bad girl. Yeah. I forget who's the singer of that one. Um, but it's like this TikTok video where I made it. And like, so, you know, when you're a new entrepreneur or you're a new business owner and you always, you have that client that you really want to work with and you're scared to send the proposal because your heart's beating really fast because you want to work with them so badly. So you're making sure that the proposal's perfect and you don't want to mess anything up, but you're like scared to hit the send button. So I put that song to it and it did really well. And I think it was because of that relatability. Like, you know, when I was, I was scared to hit the send button because I really, really wanted to work with that client. And that came across really well to my audience because I think a lot of them had been in that same scenario at one point in their careers where it was funny. It was, it was a funny experience, a funny memory. And I think it really aligned well with my audience. Yes. And I think that's the piece that is the most important is that inspiration comes through. Um, Have you always been like on video or doing video content or was TikTok your first foray into video? So it's so funny. If you ask like anyone in my life, like my family, my fiance, if you ask them like what I would be doing a year from now, or if I'd ever be filming TikTok videos in my entire life, they would say, oh my gosh, you're like absolutely crazy. There is no way she would be doing that. (laughs) There's no way you would ever catch her creating any sort of video on TikTok. There's no way. So it's so funny because I feel like in a way, I know a lot of people think TikTok is very intimidating, but for me, it's actually the opposite. And don't get me wrong. I wasn't like an overnight like, oh, let me like put my whole self out there and be crazy on TikTok and put it all like it took time to get to the point where I'm at now where I feel comfortable being myself in this like video type of setting. But if you would have asked anyone a year ago, there's no way I would be creating on TikTok like I am now. So you get used to it, it gets better, it gets fun. Um, And it is fun too. Once you learn to let loose and be yourself, it's actually really fun to create content. Ooh. So if you were talking to yourself, like, I guess going back almost two years ago, and you said, hey, you're going to do this thing on TikTok, what advice would you give yourself? Like before you started, you know, we're putting our listeners in your shoes. Like, what are some of the tips that you would give yourself or encouragement that you give yourself right before launching your TikTok strategy? I would say just go for it. There's going to be times where your videos are not going to do well and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, do I delete them? It doesn't have any views. Like, what do I do? And then there's going to be times where your videos are going to go viral and then you're not going to know what to do because then your videos are viral and then you're going to have 
these high expectations for yourself. Oh, well, that video went viral. I need this video to go viral. Or why didn't that one do as well as this one? So really try and focus on the reason as to why you're on TikTok to begin with. And remember, it's not about the views and it's not about the followers. And if you're focusing on the views and the followers, none of your followers, nothing will convert and you won't be able to monetize anything. If you're on TikTok for the right reasons and you're not focused on views and you're not focused on followers and you're building this genuine community and you're serving the audience that you already have, regardless of how many followers you have, those are the people that are going to be able to convert (laughs) in the long run, or those are the people that are going to be your most loyal followers. They're going to be cheering for you. They're going to be on your side. Um, They're going to be supporting you when you have that video that completely flops. So it's really just remembering why you're on TikTok and what is the purpose of you making these videos. And if it's for views and if it's to go viral, then you won't. It'll be a lot harder to have success (laughs) on the platform for sure. You can't just whip up the viral video and say, this one's the viral one. You kind of have to stay consistent. But I do want to talk a bit about monetization because this is basically the biggest question that a lot of my clients have right now which is how does TikTok fit into our marketing plan in the sense that how does it actually drive sales and conversions in our business? I see it happening a lot with product-based businesses right now. So people who have physical products or certain products that are, they just seem to blow up on TikTok. And I see it happen a lot with um, sponsorship. So I see big companies sponsoring big influencers. So when we think about that virtual assistant, OBM, we've got a lot of social media managers listening to the show. Um, How do you think monetization fits into the picture with some of these service-based business owners? Yeah, I think TikTok is very different than Instagram and other platforms that we've used in the past. There's also a specific type of audience on TikTok. From my experience, or at least my audience in my community, and this could be different depending on the services that you're offering, the community that you've built, but TikTok, from my experience, they don't like when you just sell them something off the bat. They want to like, know, and trust you, but it's easier for them to start with like a low ticket offer or a freebie or something that's a smaller barrier to entry so they can get to know you and they can make that first step in working with you without making a course commitment. Because even a course, which might not you know, be very high ticket, there are lower ticket courses out there, they don't want that commitment. They want something that's quick. They want it now. Um, they want something that's very low ticket or free. And that's the way that I've been able to grab them and put them into my community and create leads from them. And then from there, I am able to pre-qualify and really determine which ones are legitimate leads, which ones are cold leads, and which ones I could warm up to potentially get to convert either on Instagram or maybe by holding a masterclass, um, different opportunities like that. Okay. So it sounds like you give them a low cost or free option And then from there, you talk more about your larger packages within your funnel. Is that true? So yes, that's true. Usually it starts with like a lower ticket. Um, My low ticket offer is $27. And then if I can get them to follow me over on Instagram, or if I can get them to attend one of my masterclasses from there, 
or if they opt into my freebie and they follow me on Instagram, I can get that opt-in. And then from there, it's a lot easier to engage and warm them up because I'm able to chat with them in the DMs. I'm able to invite them to those master classes. I'm able to communicate and actually talk one-on-one to them. Where TikTok, it's very hard to do that. And then I'm able to personally invite them or I'm able to say like, hey, I have this master class coming up. I'd love for you to attend. And then it's a lot easier to warm them up and convert them from there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So based on kind of what we talked about today, what are some of the things you see coming down the pipeline for TikTok? Like looking into the future, what sort of trends will you see? And how do you think business owners can be more adaptable to some of the trends that are coming down the pipeline? Yeah, I think that business owners and businesses in general are going to start really focusing on TikTok. I think right now it's still seen as this platform where it's kind of Gen Z-ish with like people testing the waters with their businesses and people have seen success and they're still trying to figure it out. But I think that businesses will start taking TikTok very seriously. I think there is going to be a very large market for TikTok creators and TikTok managers, like more so focusing right now on social media managers. They more so focus on Instagram. Um, I think there is going to be a large need instead of Instagram. The need is going to shift for social media managers to have that specialty in managing TikTok or creating that TikTok content. I think that brands are going to, it's going to be a really, (laughs) a really big shift and change. And it's going to go from a lot of the time and energy spent from Instagram and all of that kind of refocusing and pivoting and putting it towards TikTok. Mm, Okay. So based on your business, how much time do you spend on TikTok? Well, not counting out all the hours I spend scrolling personally. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Although I am curious. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) But actually, one of the cool things I will say is that it is actually good for you to engage in other people's videos. Because another secret I will share with you is that if someone follows you, and you comment on a video, your comment will show up first on a video. So your followers will get to know you and they'll see like they get to know you even further and they see your personality. So like I commented on one, like it was just about an outfit, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could wear this out. It wasn't anything good, bad. It was, it was like a funny video. And I was like, oh my gosh, this video is hilarious. And then I got six or seven likes because my audience was seeing that I commented on that video. Mm -hmm. So it's a cool way for them to get to know you even further and to gauge with you even more. So that's another, another, if you are, if it's not a total waste, if you're just, you know, scrolling on TikTok for hours, it's still doing something, I swear. (laughs) But I would say I try and batch create all my content. So I spend an afternoon, I create all of my content, I save it in the drafts. Um, That probably takes me a few hours. And then I have the content to post throughout the week. The one thing about TikTok is you can't schedule content. You know, you can't like Instagram, you can schedule a post. TikTok, as far as I'm aware, you can't schedule a video to go live, um, (laughs) which is, you know, the one thing I'm like, oh, I wish you'd change that. But I have them in my drafts. I have everything ready to go. So it's just pretty quickly for me to post videos when I have the time. And usually I have that like 30 minutes a day where I will post a video and then I'll engage with 
people in my comments. And then what I'll do is as far as content too, if I see people asking the same questions. So in, in my comments, I'll see the same questions over and over and over and over again. I'll use that time to answer the question in a video format if it's a popular question and answer it all at one time for my audience. Oh, interesting. And so if you spend a few hours and you save them as drafts, how many are you then posting throughout the week? I try and post at least once a day. Does it happen? <laughs> Does it happen? Not all the time. TikTok likes when you, the algorithm is always changing, but TikTok likes when you post multiple times a day. So I try and batch as much as I can. And then I will try and post multiple times a day if I can. And then I also try and go live. <laughs> I do also try and go live, which is my preferred live platform is TikTok. And I will always try and do that once a week too as well. Okay. Interesting. And I think you have a strategy for going live. Is it like a specific time you go live or what, what's the strategy behind that? Yeah. So I will post a video and then I will go live immediately after. Hmm. The algorithm loves that for some reason. It pushes your viral videos and your content to more people, I think, because they want people to watch the live. So every time I do a live after I post a video, I grow exponentially. So I always try and post a video, go live immediately after for 20, 30 minutes, which isn't as intimidating as it seems. I swear, I promise you guys, <laughs> it's not too bad yeah. um, and it gets easier. But um, posting a video and then going live immediately after is a really, really good strategy for growth and getting new people into your audience. Oh, okay. And I think you have to have, is it 10,000 followers to go live? I think it's 1,000. One, 1, so it shouldn't be, oh. yeah, it shouldn't be that high. I could be wrong. But I think 1,000. Okay. So 1,000 followers, more manageable, more manageable. Yeah, more manageable. <laughs> Any advice on like getting more followers, especially for those people who are just starting out on TikTok? Yeah, I would say pick a niche. I know I'm actually a very big advocate in you being your own niche, especially because I'm multi-passionate. I know lots of business owners that are multi-passionate, but just in the beginning, it's really important to build your niche so you can stand out in your niche and using those niche specific hashtags. Um, so then that way, when someone goes to that hashtag, you're higher up on the top videos and you grow your authority figure in that niche. So definitely using hashtags and then also staying consistent. One thing that I would get stressed out on <laughs> is that quality over quantity thing, but staying consistent and not worrying at the beginning, not worrying so much about quality and just building your video library and then focusing both on quantity and quality is something that I would recommend. Don't spend too much time making sure that your videos are perfect because your video editing skills get better over time too. So your quality of videos go up over time because you're practicing your editing. So in the very beginning, just start making videos on things that you know, just start making videos on what you feel comfortable, even if it's just like one shot of you talking and giving yourself a tip. Um, every day, quick little video, because then your editing skills will get better and the quality will get better. And over time, your audience will grow and your videos will obviously get better, better too. Yes. 
I love that tip because I do think that as adults, we expect to just open the app and go, I feel like I should know this. I feel like I should be amazing already. And then we judge ourselves so much when we don't know how to do the editing or when we stumble over our words in the video or whatever the case may be. And it's like, just do it and post it. And the more that you do it, you will get better, which I love. I love that. Okay. So we've got a question that came in. So for those of you who are listening, We stream this live in our Facebook group in the Savvy Social School. So if you are not in the school, come on, join us. We have a lot of fun. We talk about all things social media. Plus, you get access to all of our courses, trainings, done-for-you posts. And we're building out our TikTok course right now. So we've got a question here uh, from the group. It says, uh, for the live stream strategy, do you go live to talk more about the posted TikTok, so what you just posted, or is your live stream on a completely different topic? So it is on usually a completely different topic. Um, I made the mistake at the beginning of just getting on live and just sitting there. (laughs) It was very awkward. I didn't have anything prepared. I was like, okay, now what? I'm here. I did it. I'm on the live. (laughs) Um, So that was definitely something I, you know, needed to, it was a learning experience, but now I come with different topics prepared. And now I'm at the point to where right now I'm even creating a calendar to where I can post the calendar and tell my audience when I'm going to go live and what the topic is that I'm going to be talking about. So then that way, my TikTok audience can say, okay, she's going to go live on Monday afternoon, and she's going to talk about discovery calls. Like I need to be at that live because that's what I want to learn about. Or they can look at a calendar and say, oh, Friday afternoon, she's going to be talking about social media. Like I got to make sure I catch that live. So being consistent and then coming with a topic, at least to help flow the conversation. And then once the conversation starts to get going, you can like, there's a lot more answer question and answer type of thing. It's a lot easier to talk to your community and to your audience. If you have that content prepared, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about the video that got pushed that made that viewer come to the live. But I would definitely say just have a few topics and bullet points prepared, especially in the beginning. So even if there's zero people on that live, as people are popping in and out, they can listen and then they can engage from there. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. Um, And then when you're talking about editing these videos, so we're editing in the app or do you ever use a third party tool? I always edit in the app. I think also from what I, you know, I started not knowing how to edit any videos at all. (laughs) Uh, So now I'm, that's where I'm most comfortable editing and filming is in the TikTok app. And that's actually how I create my reels now too, is I will make it and film it on TikTok and then I will remove the watermark and then post it to reels because I'm just familiar and it's what I feel comfortable using. So yeah, I've tried other tools out there and I've, I've tried it all, but I've personally had the most success in TikTok. And I also think that TikTok likes that when you create the videos in the platform, they reward you a little bit for that too as well. Yeah, we've seen that with some of our clients, even with Reels. If you just use something to edit it a little bit, the reach of that Reel, like you get more views on it. But I'm with you. I like the internal TikTok editing tool. Like I almost never use the Instagram version. It's glitchy, number one. And TikTok just has way more options. It just, they just have more available. So I love that. 
Any last thoughts for our audience as they're considering diving into TikTok themselves? I would say just, you know, remember your why. Remember why you're on TikTok, what the reason is to be posting your content. You know, why are you using, is it to drive traffic to your website? Is it for visibility purposes? Remember your why and try and not get focused on the um, number of views and your followers. It gets really easy to get into that comparison cycle and to get down on yourself. But really remember your why as to why you're on TikTok and remember to serve the audience that you have. Show up true and authentic and you will have the most success on TikTok that way out of any other way, I promise. Hey, I love that. Okay, so for those people who are listening and watching, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on TikTok. (laughs) Um, My handle is virtual assistant coach. I am on Instagram. My handle is work with Becca. Um, And my DMs are always open. So if anyone has any questions about TikTok, please feel free. um, Send me a DM. I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys have. I'm also on Clubhouse on Tuesdays. I have a Clubhouse chat every Tuesday where I talk about different topics that are hot in the virtual service industry. And then my website is workwithbecca.com. Perfect. We will put all of those links in the show notes. You can find them at onandrea.com slash 169. Definitely check it out, especially if you need some inspo for TikTok. Like, just go watch a pro, observe, and you will learn a lot. I promise you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Becca. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Yay. I love it. Okay. That was amazing, y'all. I hope you took a lot of notes uh, because like TikTok is blowing up. It's, It's time to get on board. So definitely do that. And if you do, DM Becca and just let her know that you heard her on this podcast. Next week, we have some amazing new episodes coming your way. We're at 170 episodes. Cannot believe it. And it's all because of you, dear listener. Thank you so much for your dedication to our show. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you're following us so that you get the latest updates. And you can also subscribe on YouTube. See the video version of this beautiful show and get more resources there. I will see you next week with another episode. Bye for now.